what can I expect if I get really good at meditation? So why meditate to begin with is a fair and valid question. And my own personal approach to this is that you know, I just don't really believe in meditating as a discrete and separate thing in its own right. I think it's just a part of being human. It's a kind of a, a, a frame of mind or a, a stance that we're capable of getting in. And of course, there are many styles of meditation, so many of those stances. So the way I like to think of it is that, uh, you know, whether or not you become a professional athlete or not, you still have a body. So some people choose to train their body in a particular way, to do physiotherapy, to practice athletically developing themselves in a particular way. And that's great. You may choose to do that or you may choose not to at all, but you still have a body and it functions in a particular way. So practices like meditation or visualization are really just ways of using attention, like you'd use muscles and practicing using it in different ways. So I think we all owe it to ourselves to, to try that to some degree and to, to use whatever discipline or style works for you. And like physical fitness, you know, some person might do taekwondo, another person might do kickboxing, someone else might like dancing, somebody else likes pilates, somebody else likes a particular style of yoga. It, it's not clear that any of these are good or bad. They may be better or worse for a particular individual, but very often they're just different styles or methods. And as long as they keep within the framework of what we know about physiology, in other words, they don't try and bend the body in a way it just can't go and they don't cause harm. As long as they're within that, well, then they're just stylistic differences, really. And you might find that one style resonates with you more than others. So likewise with meditation, the idea of there being a goal to meditation, of course, it's, it's fine to have a goal and there may well be many positive outcomes that come from meditation. But in a sense, attention is just something that we have anyway. It's something that we can use, so we might as well use it and we might as well play with it and stretch and you know, direct it in different ways. So with certainly with certain types of meditation, many types in fact, the idea of being too goal-oriented while practicing isn't that helpful because what it can do is it can disturb your attention from the very process itself and take you away from it. So certainly styles of mindfulness meditation would fall into this category. That if you're trying to be present in the moment that you're in, but you're thinking ahead to what you can achieve by doing that, of course, you're going to interrupt the very flow of your practice, and then you won't get the very outcomes that you were hoping to get, even if they were possible to get from that style of meditation. So much of the time, really, the basic practice is one of actually giving up on goals. It doesn't mean they can't be there, but the focus in that moment being on the here and the now and what you're doing. Now, that's not as abstract as it can seem at first. Because if we think of typical day-to-day -day tasks, like going somewhere, if you're traveling somewhere, if you're walking somewhere, you will imagine a goal. You'll think of a place that you want to go to. You'll orient yourself towards that. But then, of course, you won't just spend your time thinking of that. You will then take steps in that direction, and you will probably focus on the act of walking there a bit more than the destination that you're going to. You retain that just as a as a, a reference 
to guide and to direct present action that you're taking. So it's it's useful for that purpose. So I think that's the kind of thing that we want to do. And we're not bad at doing that, you know, because sometimes there's a feeling that, oh, I'm not an expert meditator or how do I manage the mind? But how do you do it when you're walking somewhere? You know, you have a sense of direction and then you move in that direction and you practice taking each step. Now, of course, you could use that as a form of meditation in and of itself. And we can certainly get, get better at tuning the mind and practicing it. But there's that saying that showing up is nine-tenths of getting the job done. And I think that with most meditative practice, that just the act of being there, intentionally stopping and saying, what, what's going on? What's going on in my mind, in my body, in my environment, in my life? And just being aware of that. So much is achieved in that moment alone. And then beyond that, you know, whatever manifests, manifests, and, and that's fine. So because there are so many different schools and types of meditation, we can't necessarily break down here what your particular goal might be. But you can certainly start with an end in mind if you're trying to relax a bit more or if you're trying to become a bit more energized, if you're trying to improve your memory. You know, what, what are you trying to do? Depending on what it is, an awareness of that is probably useful. And then you can get some guidance or do some research onto what particular styles of meditation may be helpful towards that. But once you've done that, then it's usually useful to kind of set that outcome aside for a moment and actually just enjoy the process of being really to use whatever meditative techniques or practices that you like and to enjoy them. So hopefully they're enjoyable in their own right. And while they bring about benefits, again, it's like the walking example. You know, you might just enjoy going for a walk. You know, you may achieve lots. You may be getting fit. You may discover places you never knew existed. You may bump into people that give you opportunities. Lots of really cool stuff can come from it. But you don't need any of that for it to be worthwhile. That's all just icing on the cake. It's enough to just walk in a beautiful place and to enjoy the physical act of moving, to enjoy the environment you're in. And, you know, whatever comes beyond that is, is helpful. So in a simple sense, though, what can we expect if we get good at meditation? Perspective, I suppose. You know, just being able to see the wood for the trees that bit more. And that might just be one word, perspective. But it's everything, really. Because it's the filter, it's the lens that we're looking at the entire world through. So if you can clean that lens, everything by extension then starts to look that bit clearer. You've got a bit more perspective. Does it solve all problems in the world? No. Sometimes it solves some problems because when you see a bit more clearly, you see things in perspective. So maybe you're not as worried or concerned. But sometimes it doesn't solve any problems. But it gives you greater clarity as to what is actually happening and maybe how you can respond to it, which is really, really useful. So very often, good meditative practice can lead to less, I don't even say less suffering, less identification with suffering. There's a distinction that's sometimes made between pain and suffering, where roughly, people use the words different ways, but roughly pain is kind of the, the sensation, the physical sensation of, you know, maybe touching something hot or a visceral sensation like that in the body. Whereas suffering is more the emotional narrative around it. Oh, oh my God, it's sore, it's painful. That's, that's, that's a problem. And sometimes we build that narrative up more than we need to. And that's why pain management work typically focuses on both those levels 
how can we remove any pain that may be there in a physical level? Certainly, that makes sense. But also, how can we manage suffering and the narrative and the story and kind of the attentional strategies that we use with that? Are we focusing in on it? Are we tensing in response to the sensation, which then is resulting in maybe more pain and then it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy? So whether it's physical or emotional or psychological, good meditative practice can be very useful to just have that space and to have that room. And I think it's really, really important to kind of break away from overly rigid notions of what meditation is and what it has to be. And by that, I don't mean that it isn't good to have a practice and a discipline and, you know, to have something that you're following. That could be extremely useful, very, very useful. But what we shouldn't do is say that, oh, you see your man over there with the top knot carrying the yoga mat, that's a meditator. And see that person over there who's, you know, maybe putting out a fire, that person isn't meditating. That's not how it works. <laughs> you know, there's a, a form of attentional management that a firefighter will use that, you know, somebody who meditates on the mat maybe doesn't use, uh, or there's commonalities between them as well, and both may be equally practiced at them. So it's not something necessarily obvious from the outside. You currently right now have attentional strategies that you use, strategies of managing attention. Maybe you know it, maybe you don't, maybe they're working for you, maybe they aren't as much, but you have a strategy. Just as everybody who has a body has a level of physical fitness, they have in a sense a form of physiotherapy with a small p, an informal form of physio that they do. They have posture, they have a way that they lift, a way that they approach the world. So likewise, you have psychological stances, you have ways you use attention, you have things you focus on, you have ways that you focus on them, and they're not necessarily good or bad, but that I suppose is what good meditative practice can be useful for. It's just becoming a bit more clear on what you're actually doing and being a bit more intentional then as to how you use your attention. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on JFL.com.